Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. It's hard to believe that this is episode 150. When I first started this podcast, I think it was in 2020, I'd been dabbling and I've been thinking about the idea of doing it for a long time. A few years prior, I did a small series of about 10 podcasts, and then I kind of let it fizzle out and fade away. But it's a very, a very big accomplishment, and something I'm really proud of is staying committed and consistent with this podcast for such a long period of time. And I want to say a big thank you to all of the listeners of the Wake Up Call podcast, whether you've listened to one episode or all 149 of them up until this point. It really does mean a lot to me that you trust me enough and you place enough respect in me to actually take the time out of your day or night to listen to what I have to say. So truly, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I do really appreciate your support and uh, your listenership. And also, especially to those of you who have paid the fee, who have benefited from a podcast and shared it to somebody, whether it's been via email or on your social media or direct messaging, hey, go and check this guy's podcast out. You know, it helped me. It was the right message that I needed to hear at that moment. That means the world to me, really does. So thank you. For those of you who perhaps are new to the podcast, my name is Jesse. I am the host of The Wake Up Call. I have been a personal trainer and uh, coach for the better part of 13, 14 years now. And I love what I do. I truly enjoy and am passionate about my role as a strength coach. You know, the ability to help impact and improve somebody's health and well-being, and ultimately their life, it's fucking amazing. It really is. I know how much strength training has done for my own personal life in terms of helping me to create the body and the physique and the strength that I want for my own personal reasons. And being able to share my knowledge and expertise with others who also want to improve themselves is is phenomenal. Like it's, it really is gratifying to see somebody who maybe isn't where they want to be and start to develop that awareness of, hey, I want to change, you know, I want to go down this growth pathway and then continue on it weeks, months, years later, seeing these people change and grow and develop is just fucking amazing. Okay, so thank you first and foremost. I didn't want to get that out of the way um, and I didn't want to rush it because the podcast is meaningful to me. I enjoy getting my thoughts out in this different format. Um, I do a lot of writing, uh, both on the computer and also on social media because I feel like I have a wealth of knowledge. I don't know everything. I'll be the first to admit I don't know everything, but I feel like I have enough knowledge and expertise that I can share with you, okay? Now, to the topic of today, episode 150 of The Wake Up Call is about the fitness industry and coaches and how having a great physique, showing off a six-pack, having washboard abs, showing some skin, that does not make you a great trainer. It can, but it's not a prerequisite. 
And this is something that I want to try and get out to the masses, the broader population is in this world of instant gratification, you see something with, you know, oh, great lighting or, you know, bright colors, it attracts you, it pulls you in. So if you're scrolling, you say, oh, shit, that chick looks awesome. Bikini body. Oh, she also happens to be a, a fitness trainer. Or, oh, this chick is, you know, she looks really sexy. Oh, she's got a booty program. Or, whoa, that dude's got massive arms. I want massive arms. I'm going to go and see what he says. In a world where instant gratification is everything, I'm here to tell you that shirt off and rig out does not make someone a great coach or trainer. It can, but it doesn't always. And... The podcast today, guys, I want to give you a bit of a framework, some ideas and concepts of how you can start to qualify whether somebody knows what they're talking about or they don't, or if they're just really good at marketing and photography, because that's a lot of what this shit is that you see online. Like the the amount of health and wellness information out in the world today is unparalleled. We have never had more information than we do right now on the 12th of October, 2023. This is the most information we have ever had in history. But I wanna start to give you guys an inside look and the know-how to choose and select, or identify rather, what actually makes up a great coach or trainer, okay? So these are some ways to tell if somebody is a really good coach, whether they know what they're doing about, or not. Uh, have they been doing this for a really long time? So experience is something that you can't fake. You cannot gain experience by reading books, by having great photography skills, you know, building strength, developing muscle, helping people get in shape. Uh, you have to actually put in the reps. Much like building your own body, you actually have to do the thing. You have to coach people. You have to instruct them. You have to see many reps. You have to know and identify that's a great looking rep and these are the reasons why this needs tweaking and adjusting and these are the reasons why and you can only get these things through hands-on first-hand experience okay so that's first and foremost does the coach or trainer that you're listening to and getting advice from do they have experience have they just done a, a six-week crash course in their cert three and four to become a trainer or have they been doing it for 10 fucking plus years and the reason that this is important is because the people who stay in the industry the longest generally are the best at it. And it's because they have a passion, an internal drive or motivating force to impart wisdom to others so they can change their own lives like it has for themselves. Second way, the second way to tell if somebody is a great coach or trainer is do they have results? Do they have testimonials and reviews from students or clients showing their quality. So can they prove that their training methodology, their training programs, and what they're actually saying is working and producing the results they want? So, you know, where's the proof? Do they have any, or is it all just fluff? Is it smoke and mirrors and great photography skills, great editing and design work that they show on their social media? It's very easy to fake it. It's very hard to make it in this industry as a great trainer for a long period of time. So I would encourage you, have a look online. Does this person have a shitload of five-star reviews? Do they have no reviews? 
Do they have mixed reviews? Yeah. This is something that I look for when I'm seeking out a service or a product is I will go online and I will see and I want to verify for myself how does this product or service stand up? Okay, if someone's telling me they've got a premium product and service that's going to last me 10 years and I go and look online and somebody says, hey, this thing broke down after a year, that's a red flag for me. That identifies, hey, that's a problem. That's it. That's incongruent. They're telling me something. They're promising me one thing, but there's other facts and there's other people who have bought it and tried it and tested it and it's failed. It has not stood up to the test for them. So that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. So you've got to check someone's actual results. Can they actually back up what it is they're trying to sell you? The next thing to look for in a great coach or trainer is do they have a training system that works over and over and over and over again? And the reason that this is important is you don't want to be with a coach or trainer who flip-flops from one approach to another. You know, Personal trainers are generally very uh, growth-oriented. They want to learn. They want to grow. They, I can attest to that. I want to learn and increase and improve my skill set. But it doesn't mean that you should flip-flop and switch and keep changing up the approach that you do. A great trainer has core principles and training philosophies that stand up across years, across decades. They don't keep changing them. Sure, maybe they sprinkle a few different pieces here and there, but the core ingredients remain the same. All right, so it's a principle-based approach. It's not a fucking fad diet or gimmick or it doesn't change based upon the seasons. That's the hallmark of a great coach or trainer is they have a system that is repeatable for every individual, okay? And this last one as well. The last thing that I'm going to say on finding a great coach or trainer is this. Can they back up their methodology with reasoning and a clear rationale? So what I mean by that is if somebody tells you, hey, you need to do this type of squat and you need to do it this way. If you were to probe them and question them and ask them, why is this so beneficial? Can you actually prove and explain it to me in simple terms that I can understand why this is the best squat for me? If they can, fantastic. They've actually thought long and hard about this process and identified this is the most appropriate way. This is the best option. This is the most optimal type of squat for you. And this is the reason, or these are my reasons. That's when you know you're onto something good. When somebody can say, this is the exercise we're doing, this is how we do it, and this is why we do it that way. When you get somebody who can do that, trust that they have done their due diligence. They've taken the time to verify and make sure that that is the best way to do it. And they have reasons for it. It's not, oh, just because, or I saw so-and-so do it. They've taken the time to fact check it, to verify it, to make sure that it fucking stands up, to load, to reps, and to uh, individuality. So what I mean by that is your particular body type. My arms and my limbs are my own. Nobody else has arms and legs like I do. I'm not talking in terms of size. I'm talking in terms of structure. Nobody has lived the life that I have lived. Nobody else's body has gone through exactly the same thing that my body has, or yours for that matter. 
So if you've got a dicky hip, if you've got a tight hip, your type of movement will have to be modified or may have to be modified, I should say. All right, but there are principles that remain the same. Whether you are somebody who has never trained, whether you're a seasoned veteran, whether you're banged up, whether you've never had an injury, cut, scrape, or graze in your life. And again, if you just ask some simple questions, a coach or trainer should be able to answer them to you simply, directly, and concisely. So they shouldn't have to write a fucking thesis on it. <laughs> All right. And they should be able to, in simple terms, explain, we do this exercise like this for this reason. And it should make perfect sense. If it doesn't, if it leaves you kind of scratching your head, maybe they haven't explained it well enough. Or maybe if they have explained it in terms that they are very happy with, maybe it just isn't the right fucking option. That's completely possible too. But this is something I try to convey to my students who come in and train with me, who I coach, and I take through movement, is, hey, you're currently doing it like this. I want to try and do it like this, and this is why. Okay? I had a conversation with somebody, uh, a coach from Singapore, I think he is. <clears throat> He's a uh, kettlebell uh, uh, certified instructor, and this guy knows his shit. I can tell he knows his shit. I've gone onto his Instagram and I've followed some of his posts, and I've read his posts. And I can tell he has put in a diligent, a great amount of time into understanding the intricate details of his movements that he teaches to his students, and he practices himself. So one such example is the kettlebell snatch, which is something that I'm doing in my own training at the moment. A snatch is a ballistic movement, okay? Ballistic means it's, it's explosive. It's done very quickly. For those of you who aren't sure what a snatch is, the kettlebell is laying on the ground. You're about one step away from it. You swing the kettlebell underneath your body, so back between your legs, and then you drive it upwards, and it finishes over your head in one uninterrupted motion. Now, this coach had written up a really great um, post. I read the whole thing, and I agreed with it a 1,000%. So I liked it. And I commented, this is a fucking great post. I agree with it. This is a concept I have also been thinking about. And the concept was what's called vertical projection of force. I'll keep it very simple for you. The kettlebell starts underneath your body and it finishes overhead. Okay. So it starts underneath you. It's off the ground, but it's underneath your hips and it finishes over your shoulders. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So therefore, we want it to go up and down. We don't want it to go forwards, okay? And we don't want it to travel in this big arc. We don't want it traveling away from the body and then having to come back in. We want it to travel up and down, okay? And I could tell just from the way he was demonstrating the movement, he is very proficient. He has done a lot of practice himself. The way he wrote his post, he had taken the time to clearly articulate it so it was easy to understand and explain. That is the hallmark of a great coach. He understands the concept to the nth degree, understands every single piece and part of that movement. Not just theoretical, not just in terms of underpinning knowledge, but in terms of actually doing it. He's been in the trenches. He's done it. Not just a couple of times. He's done thousands of fucking reps. I can tell. You just go through any of his posts, and I could tell this is a guy who is passionate about what he does, 
has taken the time to learn it, understand his craft, and put in the time and effort to do it, master it himself, and then teach it to others. Clear explanation and rationale. That's what you're chasing. Okay. So for you, the listener, if you are unsure of whether a coach knows their shit or are unsure of their credentials, ask a lot of questions. Okay? You don't know what you don't know. All right? So if you're unsure of, again, why somebody's doing something a certain way or why they're saying, hey, you should do push-ups like this or you know, you should put your hands here on the bar when you do this pulling movement or whatever it happens to be, Ask the question, why? I have a two-year-old daughter, and she's not at this point yet, but she will be soon, and I'm sure it will drive me insane when she does get to it. <laughs> okay? She's going to get to the stage where she asks why for everything. I'm sure of it. Okay? But this is the thing you can count on, all right? If you want to know whether somebody is a good coach or a great trainer or not, ask them a lot of questions. Ask them why. Hey, I saw when you were doing this exercise, you put your feet here. Why is that? Hey, I saw I saw when you press, you don't flare your elbows out. Why is that? Hey, I saw when you red lift, you know, you do this with your setup. Why is that? I get this one a lot. Hey, Jesse, why do you do the unlock and chop when you do your kettlebell work? Why is that? Well, I'll tell you why. I do the unlock and chop. So I soften my knees so that I'm not loading the knee joint. I then chop my hips back with my hands because that is a kinesthetic prompt. It tells me I can feel that it is my hips bending, not my back. That's why I do the unlock and chop. I soften my knees so I'm not loading my knee joint. I chop my hips back into a hinge because it is a hinge movement. Does that make sense? It should. Cool beans. Ask questions. If someone doesn't have answers, it's a red flag. A great coach doesn't have to have a great body or a six pack. So some of us, myself included, I 100% put myself in this category, all right? A great coach doesn't have to have a great body or a six pack. Some do, some don't, all right? I myself, don't want to be shredded. I don't want to. It's not for me. Okay. I don't want to be ripped. You know, I don't want to have, you know, skin that's fucking razor tight and, you know, to the point of being vascular everywhere and seeing every muscle striation in the body. Do you know why I don't want that? Because I am not prepared to give up some of the favorite foods that I enjoy eating on a regular basis. So by regular, I mean every week uh, chips, burgers. Pizza, chalk milk, um, my evening ice cream. These things mean more to me than having a six pack. So therefore, I'm not going to give them up. And therefore, I don't have a six pack for those reasons. Just because I don't have a six pack doesn't mean I don't know anything about nutrition. Just because I don't have a six pack doesn't mean I'm not a great coach. Just because somebody else is maybe a bit bigger or has a different body shape than the typical person or what is portrayed in the fitness industry does not mean that they are a bad coach. It means they have different priorities. My priority isn't to have a fucking washboard 
I walk around with a three or four pack. I've got one abdominal muscle that doesn't know if it's coming or going. That's just the way that I'm built and that's just the, the shape of that area. But for me, I would rather have my chips, have my burger, have my pizza, have my ice cream. I would prefer those things compared to seeing six or having eight highly defined muscles on my stomach and having washboard abs. You know, they mean more to me. So like I said, don't get me wrong, I am lean. I walk around year round. I don't go in seasons. I don't, you know, cut and then shred and then bulk. Year round, my body composition is generally the same. I kind of go up a little bit in the off season. That's what I'm in at the moment. So I am actively trying to gain weight, build muscle. But year round, I've got abs. But what I'm not doing is I'm not flaunting it every chance I get. Not every post on social media is me with my fucking top off, flexing. I post one of those every couple of months of me flexing just to check my physical condition. And also just to say, hey, I walk my talk. Okay? I want my coaching. I want my expertise and the results that my students get to speak for me rather than me posing in front of a mirror or getting all fucking dressed up or dressed down and tanning myself up and getting great lighting and great editing to show, hey, this is my fucking six pack. Check out me doing a side tricep pose or a double back bicep pose. Do you know what I mean? That stuff's not important to me. I would rather educate people. I would rather show people what I do with my words and my actions rather than just posting, here's my six pack. And a lot of people, they post their six pack because that's all they've fucking got. They're not intelligent. They don't know how to design programs. They don't know how to personalize anything. So they use great photography, great design, great marketing speak to pull people in. And I don't want you to fucking fall for it. It doesn't mean, hey, come and sign up for my program. If you would like to learn more, by all means, please go to my website, www.fullasc, spelt F-U-L-L-A-S-C, and have a look at what I have to offer. And if it interests you, if it intrigues you, if it entices you, if you see the value in what I do and how I do it and why I am different to other coaches or trainers, by all means, I would love to have you come in for an initial consultation. That's where everybody starts. But if I'm not for you, if I'm not your cup of tea, if you don't believe what I'm saying, hey, that's my fault. I haven't done a good enough job of explaining or showing what it is that I do and how I do it. So that's on me. But the thing is this, all right? The thing is this, in a, in a world of instant gratification, dopamine hits and entertainment, everybody wants to flash you. Shiny, bright, colorful. You know, it's all style over substance. I try to go the other way. My video and photo editing skills are very minimal. They're very poor. I do what I can with what I've got, but it's not my fucking area of expertise. First and foremost, I am a coach. I am a strength coach and personal trainer. That's my bread and butter. That's what I'm fucking great at. So I don't have the lighting. I don't have the tan. I don't have the washboard abs. Again, because I don't want washboard abs. I'm not prepared to do the things to have it. 
So all I'm asking, all I'm saying is, please take a close look at the fitness advice that you see online and the things that you read that are disguised as information. Take it with a huge grain of salt. Verify it. Fact check it. Do your due diligence. Do some research. Ask questions. Follow up by commenting on somebody's post or asking the question, why? Why do you do this? Why are you doing it like that? What's the purpose? Why is this the best way to do it? And if you can't get a fucking direct answer, that's a red flag. So for me personally, I'm an open book. I try and publish a lot of my thoughts and training concepts and ideas and methods online. Go and check out. I have a part on my website that is just, it's called free shit. And that's exactly what it is. It's all of my free shit. It's articles, videos, podcasts. It's, you name it, I've got it. All right. Great trainers stand out to me by doing something most don't. They do the basics better than everybody else. Okay. I'm going to repeat that because that bears repeating. Great coaches and trainers, to me, stand out by doing the basics better than everybody else. Their students move with immaculate technique. Their results and progress last longer than a six-week period. The people who they coach stay with them for a long time. They don't just walk in and out of the door in four to six weeks. They stay with them for four, six, eight years, long periods of time, not because they have to, but because they want to. They get repeatable, reproducible results. And the students and the clients, they buy into it. They can see how the methodology works and they enjoy coming back. They love coming back. They buy into the process. They say, yes, this is a great fit for me. It works for my lifestyle. It works for my limitations and movement restrictions. I love this. I want to keep coming back for more. That's the highlight of a good trainer to me. They're not flashy. They're not trying to give you something else every fucking week to disguise it as progress. It's doing the basics better than everybody else, using progressive overload strategies and adjusting things on a needs basis. And it's continuing to upskill and modify things as needed. So when I learn something new, I communicate that to my students. I don't hold it super tight to my vest. I say, hey, I, I did this thing or I watched this webinar. This is what I got out of it. And it's just something for them to ponder, something to think about, to mull over. Hmm, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. It's another tool in the tool belt. Doesn't mean I have to use it, but it's a tool in the tool belt. So the big picture, guys, of this podcast is this. Don't judge somebody's coaching ability or capability to make you stronger, fitter, or leaner based upon their physique. Base it on their expertise, what they know, what they communicate, and how they actually coach. How somebody looks or how somebody's built has nothing to do with their coaching ability. All right? Just because a trainer has big biceps, it doesn't mean that they will make your biceps bigger. Just because an influencer has great looking legs and a slim stomach, it doesn't mean that the same thing is going to happen for you. And just because a guy online has a huge following, all right, 
It doesn't mean he knows what he's talking about. It means he knows how to play the game of social media. Understand the difference. Being a coach is the ability to coach, to produce results. Being big and being famous, that's something completely fucking different. So a lot of these coaches and trainers online, they're great at marketing, editing photos, and selling gimmicky products or supplements to uneducated people. A lot of the time, because they get an affiliate fee. They get paid to sell the shit that they don't they themselves don't fucking use. So they've probably done all of this work, all of this stuff that's different to this end thing that they're trying to sell you, all in the name of better fitness, when they themselves know it's a fucking lie. That they're just getting paid to do it, even though they don't they know deep down, hey, this isn't gonna work for you. But that's okay. Dollars in my pocket. It's to uneducated people or people who don't do their homework. And they say, hey, check me out. I look hot. Or I'm a stud by my program. And the best one is this one. I drink this every morning and you should too. Here's my 10% off code. Like, fuck that shit. Is this really the world we've come to where, you know, people are selling their fucking soul? It's embarrassing, man. Fucking embarrassing. People selling their fucking soul, selling products, selling programs, selling fucking vibration waist trainers and stuff to people who don't know any better in the hopes of preying on your insecurities and the hope that you're going to have tighter stomach, you know, bigger biceps if you buy my protein or, you know, get jacked in 30 days. Like, <laughs> let's get fucking real. Like, it, you know. You know it's going to take more than 30 days to change your fucking body, right? You've lived in your body for however long. I'm 32 years old. I've lived in this body for 32 years. I know exactly what, ha what I have done and what I haven't done to get to this moment in time, to get to this point. You know better than anybody else what you've done to have the current body, physique, strength and conditioning that you do right now. So let's not bullshit a bullshitter and say, hey, drink this slimming tea. It's going to do wonders for you. Hey, add this little finisher to the end of your workout and you'll have big biceps like Johnny over here. Let's, let's wake up. Educate yourself. Do some research. Be willing to listen, look, and learn before you throw your money down the fucking toilet. Shirts off, showing lots of skin, flaunting your body. It's now the norm in the fitness world. Okay, doesn't necessarily mean it's right. And it doesn't necessarily make that person a great coach or trainer. And I don't say this to condemn those people, although a few of them do need condemning. But what I'm saying, I'm saying this to make you aware of who you get into bed with before signing up for personal training, any online program, buying a supplement stack or another fucking ebook that you don't need, won't use, and that's not going to help you. This includes me. So if I write something and I say, hey, buy this or come in for a consultation, if you don't think you're going to get any value out of it, don't fucking come in. And that's why I have a 100%, a 100% money back guarantee. It's fucking written in black and white. It's on my fucking website. If you don't think you're getting any value or benefiting from this session, you tell me right now, we stop the session. I refund your money. No questions asked.
So if you don't believe what I read, uh, what I post or what I say, please do question it. I want you to actually question it. All right. And this is the thing. I like to think that I am different to other people. And I know that's what everybody says, but I like to think of it being actually true for myself. And the reason that I am very different to all the other coaches and trainers in the world is I don't want to teach you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. This is called critical thinking. So critical thinking is the analysis of available facts, evidence, observations, and arguments in order to form a judgment by the application of rational, skeptical, and unbiased analyses and evaluation. So that basically means exactly what I just said. Do your homework. Do some vetting on the person who's trying to give you this information or advice or sell you a product, whether it's a supplement stack, a book, or whatever it is. Ask them questions. Verify it. Don't be lulled into believing you know, that having a six-pack is the be-all, end-all. A six-pack is not the marker of a great trainer. The ability for that trainer to get you the result you're chasing for is. In saying that, a great coach should practice what they preach and they should walk their talk. If they say one thing and do another, for me, that's a red flag. That's a warning sign. That's an issue that I would be raising or at least be cautious of. Shirt off and rig out does not make someone a good coach or trainer. What they say, the programs that they design, and how they coach somebody through the movements in the program are more effective markers of a quality coach. And if somebody doesn't have this coaching ability, the communication skills through visual, verbal, and tactile options, that's a poor coach. But someone's coaching ability, how they do exactly what I just said, communicating through visual, verbal, and tactile options has nothing to do with the size or shape of someone's body. Watch closely somebody's lifting technique. Watch your group class and see how the majority of people move. Watch the joint angles and positioning of this coach's client on social media is their back straight are their knees caving in are their elbows flaring is their back rounded or straight you know all of these little things these are things that i look at when i scroll on the social media and it helps me identify hey is this person worth paying attention to or are they full of shit i'm very <laughs> i have a huge attention to detail in how i write in how I practice my own skills in my training, how I coach my students. It's the way that I'm fucking brought up and it's the way that I coach. It's an OCD thing that I just have in my body, in my psyche, is good enough is the death of greatness. I don't accept mediocre form. I don't accept average reps. If someone's going through the motions or being lazy, I pull them up on it straight away. I don't want it to become the normal. Stop that shit out immediately. And this is the thing, I see it, it's very prevalent in a world where everybody's chasing that high intensity, go, 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 action, 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 faster, 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 more reps, heavier, quicker. 
It's all at the detriment of technique. Pay attention to group sessions. You know, that's that's what a lot of people are doing now is these big group numbers, these big group classes. And if you have a close look, if you actually pay attention to each person in the class, you will see a lot of different form when really it should all look the fucking same, regardless of how fresh or tired you are, regardless of how weak or strong you are, regardless of whether you're a new person or someone who's been trained for a while, the movement should look all very similar. And if it doesn't, it means that they haven't been fucking coached. If you haven't been coached on the right things, I can guarantee you'll be doing the wrong things. So all of that is going to tell you everything you need to know about whether somebody is a great coach or not. Don't be fooled by a shiny exterior, the body, what they're wearing or what they're not wearing, what brands they're showing off or sponsoring. Look at the interior. So what somebody knows, how they convey that knowledge to you. Does it make sense or is it muddy as fuck and makes no sense at all? So guys, this is probably a longer podcast than I was thinking of doing or had planned in my show notes, but it's very important that you understand these concepts because the fitness, air quotes, industry isn't regulated like a lot of other industries. It's the, the barrier to entry to become a coach is very low. Um, my coaching certifications or, or qualifications were six months each. I did Cert 3, which took six months, and then I did Certificate 4 in fitness. This was many, many moons ago when I was at TAFE, so this is in person, not online. Each of those courses took me six months. So to become a personal trainer, it took me a year. Now a lot of people can just fucking sign up online, do this course, do the bare minimum, skate by, have no fucking hands-on coaching and training, and then start training people. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. And then these people, maybe they do just have a great body. They've got some great editing software or whatever it is, and they're very marketable or sexy or buff, muscular, and they disguise that as, hey, I'm actually a really good coach, when perhaps their coaching ability is pretty ordinary. So grain of salt. Be skeptical, ask questions, fact check, do your homework. If you're unsure of somebody's credentials, ask them. If somebody doesn't have a clear rationale or reason for why they're promoting a certain technique or certain movement or training methodology, ask them. Quiz them. I love it when my students ask me questions because it tells me they're paying attention. It tells me they're paying attention. And it tells me, and that shows me that they care. They're not just going through the motions. They're not just being like, oh, Jesse told me to do 10 reps. I'll do 10 reps. Oh, he's not looking. I'm always fucking looking. <laughs> Nobody gets away with shitty technique in my facility. Period. I won't accept it. I won't tolerate it. Because every rep matters. And that's, that's what I hope for you. I hope you take your training as seriously. Because training, physical training, strength training, it can change your fucking life. I know it's changed my life and... That's what I. That's why I love what I do. I truly love it. After 13, 14 years in the game, I still love coaching people. If I didn't have to worry about paying bills, I'd probably still be doing what I'm doing because I enjoy it. I'm good at it. And I love seeing the progress that people make through strength training. So more the power to you to get after it. Find a good coach or trainer, a program that you believe in and you trust and is hopefully going to take you from where you are to where you want to be. 
But for the last time, guys, somebody with their shirt off and their rig out doesn't necessarily make them a good coach or trainer. Ask questions. Buyer beware. Make an educated decision. And the only way you can do that is with critical thinking. So go forth and get after it. And thank you once again for listening to The Wake Up Call. 150 episodes, and I have no plans on stopping anytime soon. So I look forward to speaking to you guys soon with another episode. But until then, stay strong and get after it. If you loved The Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.